1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
0: Come on in. It's a chilly start to a Thursday morning. How are you doing? It's five minutes after five o'clock. We are beginning the month of October, and I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke to welcome you into it. Uh, Yeah, it's a little cooler out there this morning. We are looking for daytime highs today, no better than 55. A good 60% chance of showers back in the forecast again Tomorrow, 50 degrees our daytime high, but we should stay dry. And Saturday, not much better than 51. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist with weather details, he's up in about 10 minutes. Also up before 6 o'clock, the USDA quarterly stock report really rocked our corn and soybeans yesterday in a positive way, up as much as 30 cents or more per commodity. Mike North with Commodity Risk Management Group's going to break it down for us this morning. And yesterday, we also learned what the... Uh, August, uh, yeah, the August milk price was for our Wisconsin dairy farmers. And in reality, we took a step back, a big step back compared to the month of July and kind of wondering where we're going in the future. We'll talk with Mike about that as well. After 5.30, it is another World Dairy Expo review. Today, we focus in on a very popular food stand at World Dairy Expo, the uh, Badger Dairy Club and Collegiate Farm Bureau Groups grilled cheese sandwich stand. One of the coordinators of that is our guest after 5.30. Here's a pop quiz for corn growers. Of the top three seed corn
1: brands in the Central Corn Belt, only one is 100% focused on seed corn. U.S. farm family owned and got there without the help of a parent company. Any guesses? That's right. Wiffles hybrids. Officially making them, the grown-up in the field, wiffles hybrids. One thing done right. Josh Gramlin here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And when we talk about our education system, I, I I feel for the parents, I feel for the students, because every single school district is different, every single college is different. But when you start talking about some ag discipline, something such as uh, dairy science is one of the first things that come to mind. How do you learn about cows if you can't actually get your hands on the animal and you have to learn online? But you can expand that to all of agriculture, can't you, Caitlin?
2: You can, Josh. Over here at the western end of the world's longest barn in lacrosse. I'm Caitlin Riley, and we've been trying to keep our eyes on what's happening in the educational system, whether it's K through 12, even our colleges. Because with coronavirus, they may decide one week, okay, it's okay to go back to a hybrid model. Never mind, we're going back online. It's a lot of adjusting, which can be challenging for our parents and our teachers alike. And even though students aren't in school at Holman, there's still a lot happening in that district. The school's currently going through renovations from a $23.5 million referendum. And teachers like Joelle and Dawn are trying to create engaging content online in between the shifting classrooms and constant noises of construction. But before getting into COVID-19 and renovations, I asked Joelle to tell us about herself because she's a new face in the school district taking over their agriculture education program, but she's no stranger to Wisconsin agriculture.
3: I grew up in the north side of and My family's dairy and beef farm I attended Toma Public Schools, I was really involved in agriculture courses along with other sports and academics. was pretty sure I wanted to be a teacher, but not quite sure which type, got real involved in the FFA and the endless opportunities that it provides to us, and decided to go to school for agricultural education. Before I did that, I served as state FFA officer in 2015 to 2016 and then attended UW-River Falls for agricultural education. After I was done on campus, I intern taught for student teaching under Gina Bergen in Chippewa Falls, and then was really fortunate enough to get a mid-year job opening on the east side of the state in Clintonville, Wisconsin, where I was their FFA advisor and ag teacher for this past semester.
2: And you had mentioned to me before that being from this area, you were aware of the prestigious program Holman had here.
3: Yes, definitely. I grew up in the same district and section as Holman for FFA, so we would compete against Holman in speaking contests, leadership development events, we now call them along with CDEs. Everybody knew Holman because they were great at Parley Pro, and that was one thing that I really got to know them for. As a state officer, I was able to come here and visit it and get a feel for the community. It was similar in size to what I grew up on in Toma, but just could feel a different atmosphere, being a little bit farther away, a little bit more urban students, and really got a good feel for it overall and knew that You know, if it would work out, this would be a great place to be, but timing is definitely a thing. And it really worked out that the previous agriculture teacher, Roger King, retired this past year. And his legacy, I'm going to continue throughout this program here in Holman.
2: And tell me a little bit about that legacy because in the past I've heard about you guys having livestock here and doing a lot of work with the farm to school program.
3: Yes, so our farm to school program is so exciting. That was one part of this job that I'm so eager for and love. As we're doing this interview, I can see our asparagus garden that is to the left of us. I have FFA officers and other members who are currently growing beef and pork that will be used in the school lunch program and that student she does it all herself she knows to call um, craig's meats and get our spot she actually reached out to me this summer saying you know i'm having a hard time with all the processing and that's a 16 17 year old that understands the food chain that was a really cool thing to see once students are back into school because right now we are all virtual in holman we will be continuing to grow food in our brand new greenhouse as of last year And that supplies the district with lots of fresh vegetables that gets put in our school lunch program
2: what have some of the challenges been for you you know you mentioned some of your students are recognizing the real world challenges of agriculture and what about you as a teacher because agriculture is such a hands-on topic and to have to teach that virtually i can't imagine is very easy
3: it is tough i think we take for granted those in-person contacts so i'm trying to make it as hands-on as possible my greenhouse class, which is a transcripted credit through Western Technical College, we were learning about monocots and dicots and different classifications of plants. So it taught the students what they need to know, told them to go outside and bring me what you have. So of course I asked them I told them to ask their moms permissions before they start digging up their tulips. Um, they brought in, you know, their grasses to signify this type of plant and their different bulbs to signify that plant. So we're trying to do hands-on learning. It's just It's tough, but we're making the best of it.
2: And what about these livestock? So they're being raised on the students' farms themselves?
3: Yes, they raise them on the farm. We do not have any livestock in person here. Maybe eventually we would get to that. We're really blessed that we've been part of a referendum here at the school where we get updated agriculture facilities and some new tech ed facilities. And in our updated ag shop, There's a pretty nice space that we'd be able to have some large animal visitors. So don't foresee them living here long term, but at least for classes to be able to have that hands-on learning, we can have that. I was going to say, when
2: we walked in and you were giving me a little bit of a tour, I said not that we would ever want a pandemic, but if there's a time for kids not to be in school, it'd be during a construction project like this. But what are the things that you are excited about through this referendum to see your classroom turn into?
3: Yeah, so this is a great time to be coming in here. Um, In our new egg shop, it's huge. We're going to be able to do some great things there. If we want to bring a float in for homecoming for FFA, Or bring our livestock in and be able to fit an animal or learn how to clip our dog's toenails. All of those things are going to be able to happen there. Having everything right next to each other is also huge. Previously, the agriculture classroom was down the hall from the greenhouse. So there'll be some ability for students to be working in the greenhouse. Maybe when they have a study hall or they're working on their supervised agricultural experience while I'm teaching in the room that I can see in there as well. So I'm really eager for a lot of things to be able to happen all at once.
2: I know that you had mentioned to me that this year you're volunteering to be a cross-country coach because you don't, unfortunately, have those FFA activities going on. What's it like for your FFA chapter? Are you guys still having virtual meetings? Are you still having students who are signed up for their organization?
3: Yes, so we are an affiliated chapter here in Holman, which means that every student that takes an agriculture course is automatically an FFA member. We're able to do that financially through fundraising and dues. So each of my egg students is an FFA member, and we are still doing as much as we can virtually. So tomorrow we have our first FFA chapter meeting at 2 30 online so all the students that are interested in learning more or want to get to know FFA more will participate in that. We've had several FFA officer meetings from that and National Convention this year is online which is not as cool as Indy but it is really great that potentially every single Egg student in America can go to national convention this year that's cool that's never gonna be able to happen again so really taking part in that and being the cross-country assistant girls coach has been really neat for me being new to the area since I can meet more people and especially people that maybe wouldn't have thought about taking an agriculture course prior to that I know I was talking with one of my guys and he said oh you teach forestry and I said yeah what do you want to do in there And he said, I think it'd be cool to, you know, learn how to tap trees. So that's a connection that we wouldn't have had prior to me becoming part of the community in the way as the cross-country coach for this year.
2: As a young person coming into this, you had big shoes to fill with Roger King. He establishes a strong program, and obviously you're right up there with him, up to par with establishing this. What are your goals for the future, past construction, past coronavirus? Where do you want your egg program to be?
3: Well, thank you. I'm so looking forward to the students continuing to have a say in what they learn. One of my students, she actually produces some of the meat for the food program, reached out and asked if I knew anyone in the honeybee industry. And we also have an orchard, which is near our elementary school that will be in production next year. It'll be about its third year. And that food will go towards the school lunch program as well. So being able to connect honeybees, pollination, everything like that in not only their SAEs but also in class. Another thing that we'd like to do which I learned from one of my teachers that I observed with in college is create interior scapes. So that's creating landscaping in the inside of the school with different greenhouse plants, house plants and our metals teacher here would like to incorporate that into his welding lab and just being able to identify to all of these people whether they grew up in rural Homan or urban Homan, that they are part of the food system and the natural resource system.
2: Do you guys need community support right now since you can't have fundraisers, since you can't have events? Is there anything that the community can do to help you in your program?
3: Community members are always welcome to offer their time, finances, knowledge. I think a huge thing now would be partnerships for if you have a space or a business or something that could employ or teach our FFA members and agricultural students something, please reach out. My students are asking all the time, like, hey, I'd like to do this, but I just don't know the right person. So if you'd be willing to contact me, my contact information is on the district website and we would love to set up a relationship between you as a community member and our students. I think those are
2: all the questions that I have for you, Joel. is there anything else that you want to add? Anything else that you want people to know?
3: I'm really excited to be here in Holman. It's close to home. I can feel that it's already becoming my home. And I can't wait for the opportunities that we can have here.
2: Once again, that's Joelle Landon talking about some of the ways that she's adapting and finding the silver lining of starting a new teaching job in the middle of a pandemic. And even though her chapter in Holman is just beginning, it's going to write quite the story for her time as an educator from the western end of the world's longest barn in La Crosse. I'm Caitlin Riley. This
1: is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngkey.
4: As the growing season ends, it's a great time to get a head start on next year's season. By adding compost this year, you'll be ahead of the game for the next year's garden. This is Chris from Kalani Topsoil. We can deliver or drop off your compost, or you can pick it up at our dirt and compost processing plant. Give your garden what it needs today so you are ready for next year.
3: Visit KalaniTopsoil.com. Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Kalani Topsoil. Now that's good dirt.
1: Here's a pop quiz for corn growers. Of the top three seed corn brands in the Central Corn Belt, only one is 100% focused on seed corn, U.S. farm family owned, and got there without the help of a parent company. Any guesses? That's right. Wiffles Hybrids. Officially making them the grown-up in the field. Wiffles Hybrids. One thing
5: done right. Fall will be here before you know it. Get prepared with a little help from your neighbors at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Stock up on 50-pound bags of Agrimaster all-stock multipurpose feed. On sale $8.99. Give your animals the minerals they need to get them through the cold weather with a Champion's Choice 50-pound white salt block. It's $5.49. Rewards members get two for $10. Save on Agrimaster 2020 non-medicated Supreme Calf Milk Replacer. A 50-pound bag, just $59.99. And stock up on horse dewormers. All horse dewormers now 15% off. Plus, check out these great doorbuster values. Get 25% off exterior paint, stains, and driveway sealers. Farm and Fleet 50-pound bags of performance dog food or 40-pound bags of original cat food. Your choice, 19 dollars And Swift Pick Pine Wood Shavings Bedding, just $5.25. Rewards members get five bags for $25. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet.
1: If you've ever driven a tractor, you are her friend. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam
0: Yonke. A lot of friends out there this morning. A lot of tractors that are whipping around trying to keep moving forward with the harvest of 2020. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype. And honestly, you know, that's one thing. We can grumble a little bit about the fluctuation in the temperatures, but the good news this week has been that any of the rain that showed up has not been real, real measurable. So that means that the harvest can keep going. I mean, we got to tarp things and be a little careful that way, but at least we're continuing to move forward with the harvest.
6: Absolutely. You're right on the button as far as precipitation. I mean, all day of yesterday, I've got just a few reports in. The Madison Airport, one one-hundredth of an inch. La Crosse, eleven-hundredths of an inch. The Fond du Lac Airport, twelve-hundredths of an inch. What does that mean? Just didn't do much. Just not a lot of rain out there. A cool front's lining up to our north, and it's trying to drop on in. And there are, again, a few scattered showers in central Wisconsin. I'd expect that uh, areas in the Fox Valley, Oshkosh and Fond du Lac, Beaver Dam as well, probably going to see a little rain here in the next couple of hours, sprinkly showers. Even later today, almost anybody could have another round of that pretty light rain, the scattered shower that moved through like it did yesterday. There may be a rumble of thunder, but that's going to be about the extent. What really is happening now is that cold front's going to drop in from the north, and that changes everything, and in fact, for the entire state, We've got a big blue warning over us, a frost advisory, and that fires up after midnight tonight and into the early morning hours of tomorrow, eight and nine a.m. Time varies a little earlier in the night and earlier in the morning in the west, later on further east in Wisconsin, but I expect skies clear out. and We are most likely talking frost for Friday morning. I think we'll do it again into Saturday morning. Could see it again Sunday, but I think a few more clouds and again some scattered light rain. Maybe just a little difference there as we make our way into Sunday morning. I'll have forecast details right after this.
4: A history of success means proven performance, but let's call performance what it is. Profitability and boosting yours, no matter what the season brings, is the goal of DeKalb Brand Corn backed by exclusive genetics whole farm solutions and unmatched dealer support let nothing shake your perseverance ask your dealer how decal brand corn can help you realize a future of performance always read and follow IRM more applicable grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions
0: Hey, there goes Pam Yonke in her suburban truck across Wisconsin. Thanks to Cleary Building Corporation. They protect what you value. Visit Clearybuilding.com to see the Cleary Difference, Equity Livestock Co-op, marketing your livestock, financing your operation, and supporting the livestock community. And Wisconsin Farm Bureau, the state's largest general agriculture organization. Join now at WFBF.com. Keep up with Pam on social media, Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook and Twitter, and at MidwestFarmReport.com. Five- 23 now. It uh, looks like we've already got some folks getting a little shower activity. in Fond du Lac, Beaver Dam this morning, Stu, and we're all in the 40s.
6: Yeah, we are cool in that little scattered light rain around there this morning. It could fire up again a bit later today or on toward evening as well as that cool front drops in from the north. Mid-50s today, cooler than normal. Northwest winds 5 to 15. Rain ends tonight, skies clear out, and, of course, that frost advisory Tomorrow morning, I expect it could be a bit frosty as we get to, even to bed quite late overnight A the is clear. We drop to the lower 30s. North winds at 5 to 10, a frosty start Friday, and a mostly sunny and cool day. Upper 40s, low 50s at La Crosse to be our warm spot. The northwest winds at 5, and even Saturday could be a little morning frost, mostly cloudy, maybe a few sprinkly showers. Low 50s, Sunday pan, low, maybe mid 50s, 40, 54, 55. Next week, though, as you look on toward Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, mid and upper 60s, that's back to normal. So a little frosty for a few mornings here in the weekend, nothing too drastic, but then it turns around again next week.
0: I'll take it. Good enough. Thanks, Stu. Have a good day. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
6: You betcha. Take care,
0: Stumac, our ag meteorologist, with your weather details. Like I said, everybody's waking up in the 40s this morning. La Crosse, you're cloudy, 48 degrees, but they tell me it feels like 43. In Boston, you've got a few light showers already this morning, and you are currently checking in at 46. Fond du Lac, light showers at the airport, 48. Beaver Dam, light showers as well, 45. Madison at the airport, clouds for right now, 46 degrees, but it feels like 41. As far as your Skin touch is concerned. After 5.30, well, you know, it's been a review week for us. World Dairy Expo review brought to you by Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin and World Dairy Expo. We're talking grilled cheese sandwiches after 5.30.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
7: My community means everything to me. That's why I joined the Army National Guard. I'm proud of where I'm from, and as a soldier, I get to give back to the people that helped me succeed. The training and leadership skills I get from the Army National Guard help me every day when I teach young people and look out for my community. If you'd like to learn how you, too, can serve part-time in the community you love, visit NationalGuard.com.
8: Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station.
5: This fall, get projects done fast with a little help from your neighbors at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Stay safe on the roads during the cold months with Rain-X Trico Wiper Blades, now $3 off. Make sure your equipment is ready to go with Mystic JT8 Super Heavy Duty Oil, just $34.99 after $20 mail-in rebate. Pick up an easy 8 12 12-volt, 8-gallons-per-minute electric fuel transfer pump from GPI. Use with gasoline, diesel fuel, or kerosene. It's $219.99. Improve fuel economy with diesel fuel supplement plus cetane boost injector cleaner and performance improver. An 80 ounce jug now 11.99. And make sure you have the right fuel can for the job. Right now, five gallon cans for gas, kerosene, or diesel fuel—your choice, 13.99. Plus, check out this great doorbuster value: get 25 percent off exterior paint stains and driveway sealers. And remember, you can buy online and pick your items up in our convenient drive-through. You won't even need to get out of your car. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet.
8: Furnace on the Fritz? Whether it's a quick fix or time for something new, you need a dealer who knows what it takes to warm things up. And a Bryant dealer does whatever it takes. It takes attention to detail, the right tools, and friendly, knowledgeable service. Bottom line, it takes a Bryant dealer to bring the
4: heat. Call Airserve Heating and Air Conditioning in McFarland when you need furnace service. Airserve Heating and Air Conditioning, a neighborly company. Bryant, whatever it takes.
3: I don't want to brag that means you're totally about to brag everything in my home matches matches perfectly it's all pulled together that's because I have my own personal interior designer you have your own interior designer because you shop at lazy boy my lazy boy designer can pull strings and get me custom fabrics that match handles and feet that coordinate my personal style and color combinations that nobody else has everybody can have it you just have to start at lazy boy my personal designer knows how to bring it all together without it looking all all, um what's the word it's not all matchy matchy you get the idea of course this kind of customization isn't available to just anyone it's available to everyone unless you have a personal designer from lazy boy
8: it all comes together with lazy boy lazy decorators love lazy boy home furnishings and decor madison east springs drive near east town mall
9: Hey there, it's Mike Rowe, and if you're out there getting dirty, do me a favor and remember to call or click 811 before you dig. And when I say dig, I refer to any activity requiring boring, tilling, drilling, probing, reaming, plowing, drudging, or even scoping. Anything that causes you to roll up your sleeves a little and dig in requires you to first connect with 811 so that you can avoid all those buried pipes, wires, and cables underground. To sum up, call or click 811 before you dig and visit safeexcavator.com for more information.
1: Tom Spitz. And
9: David Fink of
1: Settlers Bank, your local independent bank. Recently, many things have changed,
8: but this one hasn't.
7: Settlers Bank commitment to your financial well-being.
8: With our trusted digital solutions, you can do most of your banking from home.
7: Or, for in-person service, simply give us a call.
2: To learn more, go to settlerswi.com. Settlers Bank. Timely decisions. Lenders you know. Member FDIC Equal Opportunity Lender.
6: In Windsor and Madison.
4: There is no reason to be intimidated by words like gold, diamonds,
7: The Wisconsin Badger football team, and then as we transitioned to the NFL, I saw this retweet from you, and I was like, "Damn, that's pretty. That's pretty cool." NFL touchdowns, most pass, pass and rush tutties by colleges this season. Wisconsin is number one with seventeen, leading yeah, the NFL. How about that?
8: Yeah, it's, it's a little misleading, no,
7: Mister uh, Unlimited. Yes,
8: yeah, Mister Unlimited. You got your boy Russell, 14, dude. Leading fourteen of the seventeen touchdowns belong to him, I believe. Uh, Jonathan Taylor has two and. Melvin Gordon has one, so yeah. Uh, congratulations to Wisconsin for leading that. But uh, Russell's been insane. Yes. He and he's uh, he. I mean, three games in, but clearly the MVP of the first three weeks. Well,
7: hey man, there's uh, in second place for that uh, most NFL touchdowns by colleges. Kale comes in at number two with 15. I got to think there's one guy that's uh, leading that charge though.
8: Nine. Nine for Aaron Rodgers, right? And Jared Goff's got to have the other.
7: Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, a little Wisconsin connection. What are we thinking about Aaron Rodgers? I mean, Mr. Unlimited, Russell Wilson, I think is cemented right now as the MVP through three weeks, but where would you put Aaron Rodgers in that MVP list? We had it, uh, we were talking about two days ago, we had Russell Wilson... Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes—not Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes—and don't be doing that. I don't want to piss his mom off. And mommy be coming for you. How's she look? Is she okay? And then we have—I'll find out. She's she's the she's the wife of a former professional
8: baseball player, so I'm sure she's all right.
7: Yeah. (laughs) And then Josh Allen, number four. Uh, You just said Russell Wilson, you're number one, but where'd you put Aaron Rodgers on the MVP list? I
8: put him in number two. That's that's a good call there. I mean, he's been fantastic—nine touchdowns, zero interceptions. His pass rating is up close to what it was in 2011 when he won the MVP. I think he's at 121-something, and he was at 122 back in 2011. And the highest pro football focus grade, and uh, his, uh, his QBR is way up there, too. I mean, he's he's been fantastic, and uh, he's kind of – I don't know if he I – mean, he's kind of needed to be at times because of the defense not necessarily holding up the 10 of the bargain all the time, but they did when it counted on Sunday, obviously, those those last two stops. But – He's been he's been great, and he's done it without uh, necessarily the greatest weapons, no demand.
7: Yeah, definitely. So last year, after the first game we did, Aaron Rodgers saying, you know, we got a defense. Well, looking at the Packers this year, as you were just talking about Rodgers having to kind of carry that torch, Packers gave up 34 to the Vikings, 21 to the Lions, and 30 to the Saints. What does Zach Halpern's take on the Packers, the green and gold defense?
8: I think the, the Minnesota game was, was kind of a fluke with some of the late – uh, late yards that that Kirk uh, Cousins put up. Kirk Cousins put up because uh, there was I think blown coverage on one, another uh, just a perfect pass to. We kind of talked about it. Perfect, perfect pass to Adam Thielen. Had they actually used uh, Justin Jefferson, it may have been a different game. <laughs> kind of like uh, this this past week right. when he tore it up. Um, the Lions scored fourteen early and then only had seven the rest of the way. And the Saints are the same thing. Alvin Kamara is a beast, um, and the Packers are down. You know, Christian Kirksey, they were down Rashawn Gary. You know, they are, uh, they're missing guys, but it's not a great defense by any stretch. But luckily for them, their offense has uh, started to be what it was, you know, 2014, 2011. They're on that, that type of, uh, of a swing right now, and that'll work. But at some point, someone's going to slow them down at least. But is there a single shutdown defense in the NFL right now? Like, is no, there a defense no. you can point to and say, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think the Packers can score against that, or I don't think you know. There's no way they're going to be able to keep up with that because of this defense. I don't think there is. This is a. It's as offensive as of the league as any. I think it's the most points scored through the first three weeks of any NFL season.
7: Yeah, well, you would have. You you might have said Baltimore, and then you watched what Patrick Mahomes oh, did yeah, do it on it was Monday. Insane dude. Yeah, it's Patrick yeah, no, Mahomes I mean, was just balling.
8: Yeah, Pat Mahomes is the beast.
7: Pa- it's Patrick. Like, I, I don't, don't make me tell his mom.
8: Pat, Patrick Mahomes is Thank the beast. You. but I, like I, I don't think there's a. There's a defense that's going to come in and say, you know, Green Bay, you're not going to do this, you're not going to do that. Like if they're protecting like they have the first three weeks, it's going to be impossible to slow Aaron Rodgers.
7: Uh, looking around the uh, NFL, AFC, the Bills are three and zero, the Chiefs are three and zero, the Steelers are three and zero, the Titans are three and zero, and then you go to the NFC, uh, the Seahawks are three and zero, the Packers are three and zero. Out of all those undefeated teams, where would you rank the Green Bay Packers? Where do they fall in the Zach Heilpern Power Rankings?
8: Didn't you forget
7: a the team there? Yeah, three and zero. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, and uh, some big Nick energy. The Chicago Bears. They they seem like they're zero and three to me. It's crazy. Yes, they are also three and zero.
8: It feels like they're zero and three, or at least they should be one and two, maybe uh, at uh, at best, perhaps. Uh, either way, yes, they're three and zero. As big of a fraud of a three and zero team as you possibly be, um, <laughs> right? No. Yes, they totally are. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I would obviously put the I put the Chiefs number one. I put the. Uh, The Seahawks number two, and I put the Packers number three.
1: You can hear her clearly, even in a barn full of cows. This is the Midwest Farm Report with
0: Pam Youngke. Oh, I'm missing a barn full of cows. It's World Dairy Expo week, but nothing going on. We're going to continue our conversations, though. Thanks to our friends at World Dairy Expo and Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin in just a minute. If you've gone to World Dairy Expo, one of the staples is a grilled cheese sandwich. Well, we're going to talk with one of the College students that normally would be busy, busy, busy today with more grilled cheese sandwiches. But like I said, show's not happening, so we're giving you a World Dairy Expo review. Glad you're along with us. Weather-wise today, more clouds on the way. The temperature's definitely not impressive. 55 are expected high today. Rain back in the forecast. Tomorrow, it is going to be nippy. 48 the expected high. And on Saturday... 50 degrees with more showers in the forecast. The wind was particularly noticeable yesterday. All those leaves that we were hoping to keep around for the fall color, a lot of them ended up on your yard, didn't they? I'm Pam Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Thursday. And don't forget, stand by Mike North with Commodity Risk Management Group from Platteville is going to be our live guest before 6 o'clock. Quarterly Grain Stock Report came out yesterday, and we'll find out what Mike saw from all the numbers. That's up next. Like I said, barn full of cows. We're missing them this week. No World Dairy Expo 2020, but we're looking ahead to 2021. You know, one of the groups that's been impacted in a major way because Dairy Expo is not happening, the Badger Dairy Club, along with the Collegiate Farm Bureau. They work together to supply showgoers and exhibitors grilled cheese sandwiches. I caught up with Emma Gwint, who would be the chair of the Badger Dairy Club, helping to kick out all those cheese sandwiches. As she said, shows canceled. Nothing for them to do this week. Absolutely nothing to do. All online
10: classes, Uh, definitely an unprecedented
0: situation. (laughs) Well, and this is a major fundraiser for Badger Dairy Club and Collegiate Farm Bureau.
10: Correct. It funds all of our trips. It funds all of the different conferences that we go to throughout the year, which obviously are canceled right now. But,
0: yep. Now, how many staff members would normally be helping to run the grilled cheese sandwich stop?
10: Uh, we constantly have about 10 to 12 people depending how busy we are that day or time time of day um, we typically have six to eight people making grilled cheese cheeses at all times um, one to two pe- pe- people stacking cheese and but buttering bread and then we usually have three three to four
0: people up front right right now again we want to remind you that uh, if you had smell of vision you'd really be in luck let's go ahead uh, Emma and give them a little sample of what uh, would be going on in volume normally during during World Dairy Expo. We remind you also uh, 48% of all the specialty cheese produced here in the United States comes from within our borders here in Wisconsin. That means we've got literally hundreds of varieties of specialty cheese that people can sample not just at Badger Dairy Club's grilled cheese sandwich stand but also uh, when they come into the state for World Dairy Expo to visit either at meals or also to take home with them. So now let's go through the process. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned obviously a grilled cheese sandwich, not all that complicated to make, but it is kind of Uh, orchestrated when it comes to all the people that you've got working behind the scenes. So give me a sense of the process. So... Obviously, we have
10: someone but- buttering the bread at all times, um, and then we have 64 sand- sandwiches on the griddles. Gr- gr- excuse me, at, at all times. Um, so ev- every 10 min- min- minutes, we're cranking out 64 sand- sandwiches, um, and we make about 30,000 sandwiches that
0: week. The Badger Dairy Club is active at World Dairy Expo outside of more than just the grilled cheese sandwich stop. Tell me what else is going on.
10: We have uh people in the show ring doing all of the de- de- decorations in the show ring um, we also have a, gr- a gr- grounds crew that p- that cleans up all, all, all the manure and picks up all all of the milk um, we also have the general ma- managers uh, we have people that put up signs all week sure yeah um the week week, week before yep, um yep. and then there's all and then there's just the general gen- the more general work workers yeah
0: right 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 emma Emma gwitz along with us from badger dairy club in case you're just joining us we are at uh doing our world dairy expo review no show for 2020 but it's game on for 2021 we want to make sure that emma doesn't lose her skill set here so we're going to work her over the grill today and again remember the grilled cheese sandwiches enjoyed at world dairy expo not just efforts of badger dairy club but also the uh, uw madison collegiate farm bureau and that was a partnership that was formed fairly recently huh
10: yep we formed a partnership uh, around five year, years ago. Okay. So we split the funds because Collegiate Farm Bureau has con- conferences that they'd right. li- like to fund for their met- met members as well. Right. So.
0: Now we're watching these grilled cheese and granted we're on a smaller scale. Um, how hot do you guys try to keep your grills? Or, I mean that's got to be one of those situations where monitoring the flame and keeping everything hot is speed yes. efficiency necessary.
10: Yep. So usually we keep them around me- medium heat so around like 300.
0: Yep degrees. So right.
10: Is it easy to get volunteers for the the dairy grilled cheese club? Well we kind of bribe them a little bit (laughs) because we pay for their dues if they work up to ten Hours um, And they also get paid besides to be Mm -hmm. working the cheese stand.
0: Do you talk to people that are, you know, a part of World Dairy Expo, the guests that are there? I mean, there's international folks that may not get a chance to sample some of this wonderful Wisconsin cheese. Yep, we have various
10: international people that come come to the stand, which makes it really fun. Um, And we also have various industry sponsors as, as well. So they're spending a lot of
0: time at the stand, too. Right, right. Uh, If you're joining us, again, this is World Dairy Expo Review brought to you courtesy of Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin and World Dairy Expo, and we'd love to have your interaction via social media. Do you have a picture of you enjoying a grilled cheese sandwich at World Dairy Expo? Uh, Is there a specialty cheese that you prefer on your grilled cheese? We'd love to see all of that. You can find it, Fabulous Farm Babe, on Facebook, and be sure to send uh, your thoughts on on how you're not seeing World Dairy Expo this year. Well, Emma, let's talk a little bit about how everything kind of wraps up at the end of the show mm-hmm. uh it's all the way through to the ending and uh supreme champion on saturday when do you finally finally say whoa to the grilled cheese production
10: um right around four o'clock on saturday we're, <laughs> we're done so right so dur- during the supreme chant champion to typically we're rat- wrapping it up and then the next day is cl- we just clean clean up the right the station
0: Quite the undertaking, huh? That's Emma Gwent. She is from the Badger Dairy Club, that group, along with the Collegiate Farm Bureau, normally working the grilled cheese sandwich booth at World Dairy Expo. 30,000 sandwiches in the course of about five days' time. Just amazing. And like we said, just another one of the reasons why we're doing our World Dairy Expo review, brought to you by World Dairy Expo and Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Go to MidwestFarmReport.com, click on the World Dairy Expo icon, and you'll be able to follow the rest of our... Our World Dairy Expo Conversations Well yesterday The conversation Was all about The quarterly Grain stocks report Talking about that With Mike North From Commodity Risk Management Group In just a moment We saw 30 cent gains And then some Yesterday Corn, beans and wheat Why? Well quite frankly USDA chopped off 250 million bushel Of corn Off the balance sheet 53 million bushel Of beans Off the balance sheet 84 million Off the wheat Balance sheet That's what Inspired Traders And they're keeping the momentum going. December corn's up 3 at 382. November beans are up 7 at 1030. July wheat, that's up a half a cent right now at 582 a bushel. We also found out yesterday that Wisconsin dairy farmers made more, made less money for their August milk than they did in July. The August milk price for Wisconsin, $19.40 a hundredweight, down $2.90 a hundredweight from July, 30 cents higher than what they were paid for August milk. 18 of the 24 major dairy-producing states had a lower milk price compared to July. Five were higher, and one, Arizona, was unchanged. Barrel cheese in Chicago gained seven cents yesterday at a dollar eighty. Forty-pound block cheese was up three quarters of a cent at two fifty-seven and a quarter on two trades. Double A butter was unchanged at one fifty-one a pound, and they had five trades there. November milk is up a nickel right now at eighteen sixty-three a hundredweight. December through June, however, all unchanged. So what is going on as far as our dairy markets are concerned? And like I said yesterday, just a crazy day when it came to that uh, quarterly stocks report. Thank goodness we've got our friend Mike North, Commodity Risk Management Group, joining us live in just a moment.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
0: Buy direct from the manufacturer and start saving on your fuel storage costs. 1,000-gallon and 550-gallon fuel tanks are in stock at USEMCO, built Wisconsin tough and Toma. Sandblasted and urethane coated prevents rusting and wear and tear. Plus, they come with a full factory warranty. A tough tank for a soft price from USEMCO. Visit USEMCO.com and click on fuel tanks. Save on your fuel storage costs with the Wisconsin company always looking after you. Visit USEMCO.com. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's a grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for a number of money-saving member benefits on equipment, autos, travel, and insurance. Get more details at WFBF.com.
1: A voice for farmers. A vision for agriculture. Wisconsin
0: With thousands of locally owned NAPA stores across the nation, chances are that wherever you call home, they do too. So whether you stop by a local NAPA auto parts store, NAPA Auto Care Center, or visit NAPA online, you can count on NAPA know-how.
1: The traditional light bulb, a groundbreaking invention in 1879. It's time we switch to longer-lasting Energy Star light bulbs. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. Farm goddess, agricultural princess, queen of all that moves. Nah, let's stick with farm babe. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
0: All right, 5.47 now on a kind of a cool start to a Thursday morning, but nothing like what we'll probably feel tomorrow morning, that's for sure. Let's talk about what's going on with the markets as we get started this Thursday morning. Lots of ground to cover. And joining us now, Mike North with Commodity Risk Management Group out of Platteville. And honestly, buddy, any direction we go, we're going to have plenty that we can dissect. Let's start with the crazy quarterly stock report that hit the market yesterday, sending our corn, our soybeans, even wheat. Honest to goodness, when I glanced, uh, beans were up 30-some cents, corn was up almost the same, and the momentum is sticking through to this morning.
9: It is. Corn up three and beans up another six. Basically, USDA came back in their quarterly report and uh, pegged the September 1st ending stocks number on corn at one point nine nine and change, basically taking a quarter of a billion bushels of corn out of the equation from what the market had already guessed it to be, and really what the USDA in previous reports had reported it to be. Remember that the quarterly stocks report is is uh, put together by a, a different division of USDA than. Uh, that monthly supply and demand report that we get. So there are often discrepancies between the two groups, but not usually one of that magnitude. So a quarter billion bushels changes the storyline a little bit, puts a little bit more pressure on us to perform as we go to the field this fall, and certainly sets up a conversation for a little tighter stocks and more of an acreage battle as we head into winter. They did the same on soybeans. We took it down to 052 Uh, million, uh, bushels or billion bushels, excuse me. And, uh, that, that, uh, 50 million bushel change in a, uh, soybean market that's already talking about big Chinese demand and watching very closely what South America does and looking at our own inventories, uh, just added a little bit more gas to that fire. So, uh, yeah, you're right. Yesterday was a pretty big day on the grain side. USDA, uh, Dump a lot of gasoline on that that fire that was already burning.
0: You know, it looks like basis is staying really strong, too. Like they want to pull this crop to the elevators as fast as possible to get it down south.
9: Yeah, they certainly do. We've had our share of challenges in the south with regards to some of the tropical storms and hurricanes and uh, farmers not being able to get that delta soybean crop out of the field as fast as they needed to in order to service some of this Chinese demand. So beans especially have carried a strong basis at the onset of harvest for us in the North. Um, As more and more beans come out of the field, I suspect that will soften some. And especially after yesterday's big rally, I wouldn't be at all surprised by some softening uh, that comes to this market. But reality is yes, they do want the beans, they do want the corn, they want it now and uh, as we move into harvest a little bit further, we likely will see uh, a little bit of softness on that basis.
0: Let's pivot, Mike. Mike North, Commodity Risk Management Group in Platteville, joining us live this morning. Let's pivot and go to dairy. We got the August milk price out yesterday, and despite what our gut instinct might have told us, a pretty substantial step back when it comes to milk price. We look at the commodity prices, still a really wide split between barrel and block and still a lot of USDA money in the marketplace.
9: Yeah, for sure. And that's really been the driving force. I call it Food Box 3.0. And as we get this third wave of buying for the Food Box program, we're going to push up towards, if they spend it all, we're going to push up towards $3 billion being pushed into the dairy market. And that's a sizable chunk of change to be chasing after cheese. And so, You've watched of late as the block market ran out ahead of the barrel market. We were over a dollar wide on that spread. Now we're playing a little bit of catch-up. The barrels have been rising and covering some of that. Uh, 77 cents is where that spread sits at today. Um, Reality is is that there's been a little bit of movement there to try to accommodate the box, some processed cheese working its way into the box, and uh, that has put a little bit of a bid out there for our barrel um the other part of that of course is we have a uh, new cheese plant coming online in st john's michigan just in the coming dates 20 is the scheduled startup date and that will be a producer of block only cheese the 640 pound and 40 pound uh, cheddar blocks that'll be coming to the market and everybody's trying to prepare themselves for a, a mass wave of new of new supply and that, uh, I think, has started to temper this block market a little bit as well, but still hanging out at 257. You can't really uh, look too down at a 257 block price when uh, prior to this year, uh, that would have been a, a record. So, um, still pretty strong market for cheese. And frankly, it's having its impact on, on price uh, as we go into the uh, uh, October milk. We're going to be looking to go right back up to where we were in, in uh, August. Uh, current pricing on that around nineteen fifty eight. But
0: is PPD still going to rear its ugly head when it comes to my milk check?
9: It will, and right now that that uh, class three class four spread is just under six dollars wide. And as we came through the uh, the uh, class one forward for October, hanging out under sixteen bucks. That's going to push uh, PPD back into the milk check as we go into October again. And if you go back, uh, you know, two, three months, we had the expectation that by the time we got to October, we'd probably be putting an end to this. Not the case with uh, this recent round of cheese buying. We've just fired that uh, conversation right back up again.
0: Mike North along with us. So real quick, Mike. How can I pr- protect myself? Don't we have the deadline for sign-up for dairy management coverage, dairy margin coverage coming up?
9: Yes, we do, coming up in just a couple of weeks. So get to the FSA office, get that squared away. Um, reality is that with the offering out in 2021, and that's really where our focus is right now, we've got a $16.5 average, and producers should be looking at both DRP and options options To be managing that price. We're not a big fan of locking it in because who knows what lives on the other side of this election. We throw a few more programs at this. We push prices uh, arbitrarily as a result of of government spending, and we're back into some of these same conversations. So options, DRP, uh, those are the two tools that we recommend the most right now.
0: All right. Appreciate it, my man. Mike North, Commodity Risk Management Group. Honestly, folks, if uh, just imagine the information we just jammed in in less than 10 minutes' time, imagine if you actually got a chance to talk with Mike and his staff about your dairy operation and the specifics that you're dealing with. Imagine the kind of uh, guidance and uh, education you could get. They are right there down in Platteville, Commodity Risk Management Group. Just reach out to them and their staff, and they are ready to assist you in these very uncertain times. Who knows? what's around the corner? Well, I'll tell you what, what's around the corner tomorrow is we'll wrap up some more of our World Dairy Expo review. We are going to check in with an actual dairy exhibitor, somebody that brings cows to the show. How does it feel to not have a place to take those beautiful genetics this fall? Talking with the Wendorf family tomorrow morning, right here.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam